0: Yeah. All right. Good morning, folks. What's up? Good morning. Today is Friday. Woo. Friday, April 28th, 2023. Welcome to episode number 355 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief. And I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ogian. Over the next 45 minutes, me, you, let me get this chat fixed up because I was skimming it. Me, you, Matthew, Nechi, Abdullah, Carrie, Philip, Jenny, Housley in the house, as always. And so many others, including you, will be digging through, ripping up, tearing the top off the top cyber news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert analysis and opinion on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner. Or if you're looking to break in the industry, we got you covered. Don't worry about that. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. I'm super pumped. Good music, good stories, great people. We're gonna be rockin' and rolling, But before we get into that, let me say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors. Tart, excuse me, starting with Panopsy Security. Panopsy Security uh, does so many different security services, but one that I really wanna share with you is their quantified risk assessment methodology. Now, if you're familiar with the GRC Analyst Masterclass. Whoa! What? Did we just become best friends? Okay, Barricade Cyber Solutions dropping a 50 bomb on people's heads. <laughs> okay barricade cyber if you're here for the Friday show you just received gifted subs giddy up all over those um, all over those emotes barricade cyber drop in love that's why they have their own emote inside the squad guys barricade cyber drop in love oh boy all right dude I've been on I've been on air for 90 seconds Eric. All right, so check it out. Penobsi, uh security does quantified risk assessments, which if you're not familiar with what quantified risk assessments are, they are a evidence-based, uh, statistically sound outputting report that informs businesses on what their current actual risk posture, oh, the melt, the melt. All right, hold on, we got it. Okay, hold on, Barricade Cyber, Barricade cyber dropping another 50 bomb on people's heads. And I honestly, folks, I think it's because YouTube has a maximum of a 50 bomb to drop that the, Chad is just exploded. Eric Taylor's probably a belly laughing, l- cracking up to him, himself right now about how he's just like buffer overflowed the stream. Uh, Thank you so much, Eric, and thank you to all the squad members. Guys, we probably just unlocked more emotes, so we'll get into that maybe in the jaw jacking section. But holla, holla, holla. Thank you so much, Eric.
1: What? Did we just become best friends?
0: Yep. Genuinely appreciate the support you offer to the Simply Cyber community, Eric, including hosting last week, uh, and early part of this week. Very cool. All right, so Penobsi does these quantified risk assessments, y'all. And basically what it is is you can have them come in, talk to your business, look at your processes, assess your technology, and then they can produce a report that will give you a statistically sound output of what your risk posture is. So it'll be like, hey, listen, you've got a 45 to 60% chance of a ransomware attack, but if you invest in these technologies, which will cost you between 10 and $14,000, you can reduce your risk down to you know 15%. Do you want to do that now you can have more informed more deliberate conversations with the business about what their risk appetite is because at the end of the day guys you got to remember this this is an axiomatic fact um once you've been in cybersecurity for a long time it, it becomes crystal clear but you've got to remember guys we infosec professionals are simply advising the business we are giving them all the we're like lawyers like we're advising them but ultimately it's their decision on what they invest in and how they deploy resources so use a quantified risk assessment to hook them up also want to say shout out and thanks to xm cyber xm cyber has actually just recently released a new report that's pretty dope um there's a link to it in the description below but listen here's the deal organizations like yours are just overwhelmed with thousands of exposures across the cloud on-prem especially with cloud nowadays and the hybrid environments if you've heard of that monthly it's it's like an endless deluge of weaknesses being thrown up in your face or misconfigurations or you know poor access management you know poor access credential handling management so how you efficiently reduce risk how you address this is nearly impossible but you can discover The most critical threats and practical tips on how to overcome remediation fatigue and actually be pumped up about reducing cyber risk for your organization using some of the techniques outlined in their um xm cyber state of exposure management report in uh 2023 you can see a link uh in the description below this is what the report cover page looks like it's a great report a lot of great um statistics in there i do like a good statistic Uh, Because if it's based on uh, actual good telemetry, then you can stand on and make informed decisions. I just last night was talking metrics with Ryan Larvik from NuVic um, about the importance of metrics and how you can use them to inform a program. Uh, So definitely check that out. Use the link in the description below so they know that you came from Simply Cyber, which is, you know, awesome. Also want to thank Barricade Cyber, but more on them at the mid-roll since I'm still recovering from the hundred the hundred sub uh drop here um so guys yeah thank you all so very much for being here remember if you're live with us and you just got some of these squad subs Um, put it this way, there's 111 of you here right now. I know more than 100, uh, more than 11 of you were already squad members. So literally, if you were here this morning, chances are you got one of these squad memberships dropped from Barricade Cyber. So enjoy that. Dig into the, (coughs) dig into the, (coughs) excuse me, dig into the emotes ASAP. (coughs) Get your Hacker Man, get your Oprah on. Yeah, definitely. This is like an Oprah Barricade Cyber kind of situation. Am I right? (coughs) All right. So here's the deal. If you're live, hashtag team live in chat, or good, <laughs> hashtag team live in chat, or good morning. Thank you, Eric, in chat. Uh, either will do, and either is appropriate this morning. Uh, if you're watching on replay, sorry you guys missed the gifted subs. Um, and I know that YouTube will push them to people who watch this on replay if it overflows and there's more left over. But drop a comment, team replay, in the comments. As all, as many of you know, in the comments, I do engage um through the comments uh, on my phone later in the day and stuff like that so it's great to see y'all if you're team hybrid you got here late you're boogieing down to get caught up hashtag team hybrid let us know that you got here a few minutes late we're not going to judge you you can be late no big deal just get caught up and let's uh do this together and then finally my absolute favorite although i love all of you my favorite is hashtag passive observer if you're a little shy imposter syndrome you're brand new here you're not sure what's going on you don't feel like disrupting the apple cart because you feel like you don't have something to add drop a hashtag passive observer in chat And let us all say hello to you hashtag passive observer Watch the simply cyber community wrap you in a warm virtual hug and welcome you into networking I'm telling you guys networking is incredibly valuable Believe that all right guys. I think we're right getting in there um, <laughs> soul shine wants a shirt um, we're getting right into it. So we've got uh, 17 seconds till the stream. Again, thank you to Barricade Cyber. We'll do their roll, uh, read at the mid-roll. Um, and we're gonna dig into it. So sit back, relax, and let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over you in an awesome wave. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines.
1: It's Friday, April 28th, 2023. Charming Kitten APT uses a new Bella Ciao malware. Bitdefender has uncovered a new campaign targeting users in the US, Europe, the Middle East and India, operated by the Iran-linked Charming Kitten Group, also known as APT35, Phosphorus, Newscaster and Ajax security team. The campaign uses new custom malware dubbed Bella Ciao, each customized to target a specific victim and including hard-coded information such as company name, specially crafted subdomains, or associated public IP addresses. It is used to deliver malicious payloads via a Microsoft Exchange exploit chain like Proxy Shell, Proxy Not Shell, or OSSRF, or similar software vulnerability. All right. Microsoft.
0: Um, All right. So Bella Chow acts as a personalized dropper. Um, Ooh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Bella Chow, um, it sounds like it's a second stage payload. So you get, um, basically, here's the deal. Uh, Charming Kitten, obviously, um, you know, sophisticated enough to and, and uh, consistent enough to actually have a, you know, cool name. Uh, iranian linked EPT. Most chances are they're targeting very specific organizations. Advanced persistent threats don't typically go YOLO, except for Lazarus Group, and they're kind of an exception to the rule. Um, It says that it's a spying campaign. Again, you know, you got to keep in mind who your targets are and what your entities are. But just from a case study perspective, this is a second stage payload. Jerry, what does that mean? Here's the deal. This isn't like Bella Chow malware where it like kicks a hole in the speaker, pulls the plug and then jets, right? Eric B and Rakim. No, what it is is they get an initial um, e- exploitation and they said in the study that the, it's usually exchange based. So proxy, not shell, proxy shell, RF, which I'm not even familiar with. Um, to 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 exploit right so so they get the exploitation initially right so they're not using Bella Chow to exploit so this is an important distinction they exploit a known vulnerability probably using a known exploit um, chain right like these two right here these three then they drop Bella Chow on it once Bella Chow is running on it then it does something that a lot of you know decent malware does it attempts to uh, immediately disable uh, Microsoft Defender see how it says it here? Using PowerShell. Now, this is a bit of a... a, uh, Well, hold on. First of all, it it disables the EDR, so it can then do its bad stuff, right? Once you disable your EDR, you're a hot mess on fire. Um, Eric Taylor, actually, last week, while he was hosting, the same Eric Taylor who just gifted 100 subs, pointed out that in a lab, you should run malware very carefully, if you know what you're doing. Run malware against your... um, Uh, EDR to see what it does also try to disable your EDR agents on a workstation. I think that's actually what Eric had suggested Uh, and see if you can, if you can shut down your EDR, that's no good because malware using PowerShell could shut down your EDR and then you're blind, right? And once you're blind, that's no good. Um, Once they run the second stage payload, initial exploitation and then they got Bella Chow running, um, then it can either uh, pull down a different information, Payloads, uh, additional functionality can be updated on it through a C2 server. Also, it might start doing information stealing, which is pretty popular. It's very in vogue right now, right? It's info stealing so hot right now. Um, so just be mindful of that. There's obviously IOCs for this, but I would think you know, professional um, incident responders like differ people like Eric Taylor, Casually Joseph, etc. probably need to be more in the know on this than other people. Like someone like BSEC will all due respect. I, I don't know if Charming Kitten's coming after uh, BSEC's business specifically. So um, it's an interesting case study though. And one to just, you know, be mindful of. You could bust this out in a job interview and be like, oh yeah, Bella Chow, the second stage payload from the Iranian linked APT group Charming Kitten. I know a thing or two about that. By the way, I'd like to discuss my, my sign-on bonus now.
1: Microsoft blames Clop affiliate for PaperCut attacks. In the ongoing PaperCut story, Microsoft has claimed that recent attacks exploiting two vulnerabilities in the PaperCut print management software are likely the result of a Klopp ransomware affiliate. Microsoft Threat Intelligence on Wednesday attributed recent attacks exploiting the bugs to Lace Tempest, a threat actor it says overlaps with FIN11 and TA505 fin 11 is linked to the infamous clop ransomware gang and the axelian fta extortion campaign while ta 505 is reportedly behind the drydex banking trojan and locky ransomware big tech
0: so this is uh, <clears throat> when i read this my initial thoughts and this is one of those ones guys by the way if you don't know this because someone told me this the other day they had no idea if you don't know this, I do not read these stories in advance. I do not know what stories are going to come up. This is me hearing it for the first time with you. And this is my initial reaction, my initial thoughts, my initial perspective. Okay. So just to put that aside. Okay. So Microsoft blames Clop affiliate for paper cut attacks. Now check this out. This is interesting. We talked about the paper cut uh, a couple times Uh, In the last seven days, this is basically a print management software. It allows IT people um, to kind of manage printers. It also allows end users to be able to walk around like, you know, a building and print to any machine instead of having to like go get drivers for like this machine or that or this printer, that printer, whatever. Um, You know, like sales guy flying from Houston to um, Dallas. I don't even know if you would fly that or drive that, but, but Houston to Tampa Bay goes into another office they don't need to configure their devices because you've got kind of a a networked architecture print server which is really really cool but uh there's two uh vulnerabilities in this system that are being exploited now okay like all right big deal like i don't think it's a big deal in the sense that this is a piece of technology it's been reported on there are patches uh it's well known that they're being exploited take care of your stuff right period end of story now the one thing about this that actually um, really triggers me, if you will, is that when I think ransomware as a service, right? Ransomware as a service is a well-known model where the ransomware threat actors like Clop or uh, Lockbit or Hive or whomever, they build the backend infrastructure, right? They write the malware that does the ransomware. They host um, the, the crypto wallets. They do the bulletproof hosting of the infrastructure, right? They run the C2 server. Okay, so it's, it's, it is literally ransomware as a service. All you do is give them some money, infect a computer, and cash in all the way to the bank. Okay? That's the model of ransomware as a service. So when I think of who are affiliates of ransomware as a service, it's usually individ- in my mind. It's individuals. It's criminal uh, threat actors. It's um you know people who like just want quick money. Okay. When I see this one and they talk about Lace Tempest, which you know it- it is a recognized threat actor that has overlaps with fin 11 and ta 505 ta is threat actor 505 this is how they classify them before they get like a cool name like charming kitten or something like that uh also unc if you're curious unc and a number i think that's a little bit low lower than ta right so there's like unc and then ta and then you get like a cool name like you know flaming donkey or whatever so Lace Tempest has a name, I don't know much about them, but they do have experience with Drydex, Banking Trojans, Locky Ransomware. So they're a little bit more sophisticated and they are leveraging Clop Ransomware as a service. So so that gets a little scary to me that like these more advanced threat groups are now just leveraging the as a service models because they're going to be faster. They're going to be better. They allow the ransomware threat actors that do the infrastructure piece to really focus on doing that. Well, while they focus on initial infection and exploitation of businesses. So, um, it's, to me, it seems like a little bit of a, a maturation in the ransomware, criminal threat actor space. And one that I hope I don't see as a trending, uh, technique. Yeah. Flaming donkey. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll put Flaming Donkey into Mid-Journey and we'll see what it comes up with.
1: <laughs> Crackdown looms as EU and UK ready new rules. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Google and Amazon are facing rising pressure from European authorities as London and Brussels advance new rules Tuesday to curb the power of digital companies. They are among those on a list of the 19 biggest online platforms and search engines that the European Union's executive arm said must meet extra obligations for cleaning up illegal content and disinformation and keeping users safe under the 27 nation bloc's landmark digital rules that take effect later this year. TikTok will allow European Commission officials to carry out a stress test of its systems to ensure they comply with the Digital Services Act, Commissioner Thierry Breton said in an online briefing. Pro Russia.
0: All right, so here we go. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Wait until you guys see the flaming donkey. I put it in mid journey. It's 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 spectacular. It's chef's kiss. Okay, so check it out. Um, the EU's coming hard on uh, big tech crackdowns. Guys, here's the deal. This isn't really cyber related per se. I mean, a little bit around privacy, but here's the deal. In the United States, big tech are the new kind of oligarchs, right? The new gilded age is big tech. Elon, Bezos, Zuckerberg to some, you know, whether you like it or not. Um, And and a whole host of others, right? And you can use the Elon emote, especially you new squad members. Elon emote. But they've been running rickshaw, roughshod all over the place. Um, Freaking Elon and Bezos have their own space program. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Elon has his own like road system. So they're effectively like, you know, big time, big tech. So the UK, the EU, very forward facing on um, privacy rights, individual civil rights, uh, control, uh, putting power in the individual's hands. So they're they're not thrilled that the big tech companies are all about cash, and just kind of like steamrolling over um, you know, the, the the details, if you will. All right. So there, it looks like they're going to be putting in all sorts of rules or legislation or regulations um, around protecting consumers from online scams, fake reviews, et cetera. So this is, this is really on brand. And I love this for the EU. In fact, I kind of wish, like, I'm not saying I have FOMO, but it is inspiring. And I wish that the United States could get their crap together a little bit and and take a page from the EU on this but unfortunately the cash cash talks um but you guys can go read this draft legislation i do find it interesting that TikTok is like um you know the, the uh kind of kid in the front of the room raising their hand being like yes yes right here pick me uh especially because they're under such scrutiny um in the united states and they got i think they got banned in the uk from government um devices which totally makes sense uh, but I think it's funny that they're kind of jumping ahead to say, um, you know, take us to a stress test, et cetera. Not, not a lot of infosec or cybersecurity related things here, uh, but just something to be mindful of. This is kind of like a, more of a macro societal story than it is anything
1: else. A hacking group attacked Canadian gas pipeline. A Canadian gas pipeline that suffered a cybersecurity incident on February 25th is now being attributed to the Russian hacking group Zarya. The New York Times reported that the cybersecurity incident was revealed in leaked US intelligence documents. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau confirmed the cyber attack against the gas pipeline, but pointed out that there was no physical damage to any Canadian energy infrastructure. The leaked document states that the attack was not aimed at causing loss of life, but economic damage.
0: Okay, so Russia attacking Canadian pipeline. The one interesting thing here is this is a pro-Russian hacktivist group. Obviously, um, Russia and Ukraine are in this global conflict. There's a lot of organizations, groups who who are taking sides and being quote unquote patriots uh, for their um, for their side, regardless of what it means on the geopolitical um, you know kind of theater. So don't think Russia attacked Canada in this instance. A pro-Russian hacktivist group attacked Canadian pipeline. It says it was for uh, economic impact, not for um, you know kind of kinetic impact or hurting people. So that's that's interesting. Obviously, uh, one thing I would point out, and again, this is get my tinfoil hat on. If you if you just got a squat emote, know that um, the tinfoil hat's in there. And if if like Lego Sec, Aspect CyberSec, Brian Waterbury. If you have to turn on, uh, you might have to turn on receiving gifts uh, in order to get. um, And this goes for everybody. If you want to, you have to turn on accepting gift memberships in order to receive it. If because Eric dropped a hundred, so there's there's probably a high probability you're in there. Here's the deal with this: there has been documented instances of Russia, the country, tapping, proverbially tapping these hacking. Groups, These hacking gangs, these hacking crime criminal syndicates to do work for them. It's part of the reason why the Russian government doesn't crack down on uh, criminal threat actors that are operating inside Russia's borders because they have this kind of um, quid pro quo relationship. It has been documented in a couple instances, including, I'd point out, the Conti leaks. So don't think that I'm fully making this up. This is based on reality, okay? So to say that this was a hacking group uh, unrelated to the Russian uh, regime is not necessarily true. It doesn't mean it is true. It just means that it's not definitively, um, you know, a one-off from a hacktivist group. Now, you have to imagine this was a, Uh, a flex on Canada. Canada has been helping Ukraine in some capacity. I don't follow Canadian politics to know what they've been doing for Ukraine, but I have to assume that they've been doing some stuff for Ukraine. Uh, And Russia's flexing on them a little bit uh, to let them know that, bro, like, we we can touch you, right? That's the deal. Looks like um, they were going to try to explode a gas distribution station and monitor monitor news reports for the indications of the explosion that's kind of funny that's so bush league that's so bush league right that's like launching a rocket out of the back of your you know uh Ford Escort and then going home and turning on the news to see where it landed like in a, in a global conflict like so kind of a little bush league be mindful critical in a, a TLDR here is that critical infrastructure is really um vulnerable all right guys it's tech from the 70s people are putting all sorts of it into it so it can be remotely administered it is like go look at Stuxnet look at Colonial Pipeline which actually don't go look at Colonial Pipeline because the industrial control systems weren't actually affected by that but there's a ton of information on industrial control systems it's a huge area of
1: opportunity all right let's go ahead and do the mid roll and now a word from our sponsor Tynes Ready to take security automation up a notch? With Tynes, it's it easier than get It does say Jerry there. on the bottom. The no-code automation platform is redefining and simplifying security operations. Start building mission-critical workflows and apps that streamline processes and ensure crucial data stays safe while extending the influence of your security team throughout your organization. To find out more, visit tynes.com. That's T-I-N-E-S dot com. All right. We got the mid
0: roll. I've got a pinch hit for Grayson's joke of the week. I'll explain that in a second. But before we do that, hey, hey, this is what we do at the mid roll. If you're new here, we rock some simple minds. We feel the breakfast club. And I say thank you to all of you for being here. 201 of you this morning, bringing the heat every day, 8 a.m. Eastern time until further notice. We will be here every weekday morning. Now, I want to thank Penopsi Security. Thank you, Jenny. I want to thank Panopsi Security and XM Cyber for their continued sponsor support. XM Cyber signed on for the month of May. That has been confirmed, so thank you, XM Cyber. Uh, Barricade is a stalwart and isn't going anywhere. Uh, but if you're getting educational value, if you're getting entertainment value, if you got one of these squad uh, memberships, Take a second, hit the like button, it goes a long way. It's not to pump my numbers. I don't don't care if I got 100 likes or 200 likes or 5,000 likes, right? What it does is it tells the YouTube algorithm that other people searching for cybersecurity content might like this content. And if you've been here for a minute, you know what we're doing here. And I think, I truly believe that we're adding value to our community. So helping other people find our community Uh, is very important like I I can't I don't know how to like advertise simple simply cyber stuff like that so hitting the like button will basically tell YouTube to advertise for us so go ahead and hit that I want to remind everybody barricade cyber solutions uh, great organization great people they're dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done cyber talks can cause cyber talks I don't know what a cyber talk is, but cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows. Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadesyber.com. Links in the description below. Eric Taylor is a regular here. Sometimes he's in chat. Sometimes he's covering for me, which I genuinely appreciate. But this is his website. This is his business. His calendar's right here, guys. Um, I'm telling you, I had a guy uh, at jury duty who got out of jury duty because he was dealing with an active blockbasta ransomware incident and he told the judge he's like my business can't even do basic the basic it things and the judge like get out of here go fix it but i'm telling you the guy was shell shocked and i told him about barricade cyber i said dude like you really no i mean i like i, I didn't say you should have called them beforehand because that's not going to help this guy and he's already like devastated but call in advance you will not look like you just walked through a war zone believe that okay barricadecyber.com link in the descriptions below I wanna remind everybody, if you wanna get the newsletter on Monday, sign up today, simplycyber.io slash newsletter, exclamation point newsletter in chat. And you will get three pieces of actionable intel for you. I write it on Sunday. Um, Good news, my uh, admin is back, thank goodness, (laughs) and uh, from maternity leave. Um, And hopefully uh, we, we won't miss one like we did last week. So, should have told him he should be watching. Yeah, I know, I know, VSEC. I was trying to keep a low profile. All right, guys, hey, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Brian Waterbury currently has the baton. Brian, we're gonna ask you to tag someone in chat right now. What is the Simply Cyber Community Challenge? Good question. Every single day on the stream, somebody gets tagged by the previous day's person, like Brian Waterbury. Um, we ask that whoever gets tagged, if they accept the challenge, they go onto LinkedIn, they post their cyber story, their cyber why, what is motivating them, what are they doing, and put hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge, Dennis Sculty, getting tagged. Dennis, let us know in chat if you're down for the sickness. Put Simply Cyber Community Challenge in the chat. Go on LinkedIn. This is an ask of you, all right? Go on LinkedIn. Find the Simply Cyber Community Challenge post and engage in the comments. Connect with the people in the comments. If they say anything other than first level connection, connect with them. You will build your network of like-minded cyber professionals and it will be incredibly valuable. Believe that. I cannot emphasize enough how valuable it will be to build your network. All right, now really quick, we have Grayson's joke of the day. I do want to explain for a hot minute here that I Grayson told me the joke on Wednesday. It was hilarious. I don't remember it. I was sitting here racking my brain. He's already gone to school. I need him to write it down. Uh, That's a process improvement we're going to implement. But as a pinch hit, I wanted to show you my my potential artwork for Flaming Donkey, the APT group that I dubbed just a minute ago. Um, We've got the... um, you know we've got a couple options here we've got the the three banger we've got just this one I think this one's pretty good the bottom left one um so this one this one's even scarier he's got he's got backup coming at you so let me know which one you like and I'll I'll uh I'll blow it up um so here let me actually start a poll really quickly <laughs> Let me start a poll. and it's gonna go from uh left to right top to down which flaming donkey Do you like one, two, three, or four? One is the top left, two is the top right, three is bottom left, four is that. Let's just have a little fun and get some flame and donkey action. All right, let's
1: continue on. RTM Locker's first Linux ransomware strain targeting NAS and ESXi hosts. The threat actors behind RTM Locker have developed a ransomware strain that's capable of targeting Linux machines, marking the group's first foray into the open-source operating system. Quote, its Locker ransomware infects Linux, NAS, and ESXi hosts and appears to be inspired by Babook ransomware's leaked source code, end quote. This, according to Uptix, in a new report published on Wednesday. They continue, quote, it uses a combination of asymmetric encryption and symmetric encryption, end quote. RTM Locker was first documented by Trellix earlier this month, describing the adversary as a private ransomware as a service provider. It has roots in a cybercrime group called Read the Manual, RTM, that's known to have been active since at least
0: 2015. All right. Um, <clears throat> fun fact this graphic doesn't do it for me. I, I don't know. <laughs> Just letting you know. I know it's it's come to light that I I do have a penchant for uh, infographics, but this one not so much. Um, okay, so here's the deal. This is kind of, I mean this is an interesting story, but not really, if I may, if I may. Um, guys, Rtm Lockers first Linux ransomware strain. Linux ransomware has existed. Esxi ransomware has lit, uh, existed. There's probably should be a story on Mac OS because Mac is now getting targeted by ransomware quite prolifically. So uh, I do have graphic standards, Peter. So um, there isn't really anything too devastating here. What I will say is it uses asymmetric and symmetric encryption, BFD. Like, okay, like that doesn't matter. Um, What I will say to you is two things. One, um, and if you know, you know, and if you don't know, I'm about to reveal it to you. In a lot of enterprise infrastructures, Yes, Windows is uh, has domain controllers and stuff like that, but in a lot of uh, corporate infrastructures, think of the Windows machines as the cows, okay? And the Linux machines as like the sheepdogs or, or the shepherds, right? Like the Linux machines are typically much more critical to IT operations. Like a Windows machine, you can kind of swap out. Domain controllers, you can have redundancy built in and stuff like that. like. Exchange just push Exchange to the side, but like my point is, a lot of businesses you don't really hear about it, but Linux is very critical to to IT operations in a lot of instances, right? So if you are if you get your Windows machines hit by ransomware, you can probably I'm not probably, but like you have a better chance of resiliency and recovery. If your Linux machines get hit, you're effed, okay? So. So what I'm trying to tell you here is be mindful of your Linux machines. And that's why I said, if you know, you know. If you already are responsible for IT, you know already that your Linux machines are wicked important. But if you don't know or, you know, whatever, um, you you need to know that. Now, now here's another thing. Um, yeah, exactly. The cloud is made up of Linux. So here's the deal. What I would say is you should be practicing best practices around uh, ransomware protections, ransomware a uh, uh, re- recovery, you know, uh, timely recovery and stuff like that. But for this particular one, if there is some uptick in activity from this locker group doing Linux encryption, I would look at what their TTPs are for infection. Um, it doesn't really say in here. I guess maybe this graphic does say something. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like this graphic basically just says that it executes Linux a Linux executable on the SXI variant and, and takes over. So like you're already screwed. By the time this uh, graphic goes off, it's already detonating you, okay? So Fancy. what you really need to do, it doesn't say it in the story, is understand what type of TTPs or IOCs, um, tools, techniques, and processes, I believe, of the threat actors, IOCs, indicators of compromise, how do they get in initially? Look for those type of things to help protect yourself absolutely, at a minimum, make sure your Linux servers are backed up and somewhere that they can't get. They will delete your backups uh, before they ransomware you. Believe that. And um, just in in reality, guys, too, here's another fun fact because I I talked to this guy on Monday at Jury Duty about this. Just because you have backups of your Linux server, how long does it take you to get those backups? Where do you restore those backups, right? If your Linux servers are all dorked up, How do you restore a backup? What order do you restore them in? How do you have, like, do they talk to each other? What, like, how does that get worked out? It's not as simple as pushing a button. So make sure that you're doing tabletop exercises, or if you could do disaster recovery simulations and actually stand up some of your um, Linux servers, Like, like take a backup and restore it and see how long it takes. Okay. Uh, yeah, immutable air gap backups is definitely the best. But even if you have immutable air gap backups, like uh, Sex talking about, how long does it take you to get to those backups? How long does it take you to restore those backups? How long until you have a functional server? Let's just say, for example, it takes you three hours to restore a Linux server, and it works correctly, right? Like that. Like let's just put to the side the fact that you restore it and it doesn't work or you get a bunch of errors or whatever. Let's just say it works and it takes three hours, which is being generous, right? Cause these servers have a lot going on. That's one server, right? So if you have let's like, say it takes four hours, make it math easy. You have to restore 10 servers. That's five days, right? If you're doing work days, it, no, you're going to get people working three hour, uh, three shifts a day to restore these things, right? It still takes you four or five days. And that's just the Linux servers. Everything else is a hot mess on fire. Plus, you're having a brief leadership every 15 minutes because they need to know what's going on. And then the threat actors pushing your buttons, dropping leaks, pay spins. It's. I'm telling you, <clears throat> you do not want to deal with this. Like, call Barricade Cyber. Literally, I'm not just saying it because they're a sponsor. Like This is why you want to talk to somebody like Barricade Cyber before you get punched in the mouth. Because when you get punched in the mouth, you're going to look like the... Um, you, like, you're going to look like a World War One trench warfare guy who's just gotten shell-shocked. You're just like, oh, oh, oh. like, that's what you look like, okay? Fancy!
1: South Korea and U.S. agree to cooperate on cybersecurity and <coughs> North Korean digital heists. In a joint statement released after South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol's visit to the White House, the two allies said <coughs> they planned to establish a, quote, strategic cybersecurity cooperation framework, end quote. The agreement would involve working together to deter cyber adversaries to secure critical infrastructure, combat cybercrime, and secure cryptocurrency and blockchain applications. Yoon and U.S. President Joe Biden discussed North Korea's quote, illicit cyber activities that fund its unlawful weapons and ballistic missile programs, end quote, and committed to block its cyber-enabled revenue generation, according to the statement.
0: Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal on this one, okay? If if I may for a moment. Hold on one second. This, this feels like tinfoil hat all day. Okay. U.S. and South Korea have had a relationship for a while. A very positive relationship. A good relationship. North Korea is a blight on most of the world. Lazarus Group is indiscriminately robbing people all over the place. Kim Jong-un. Um, loves himself some ballistic missiles, um, loves shooting them into the Atlantic Ocean, flexing on everybody. North Korea wants to be seen as a first world power. And the way that they do it is through military might, for lack of a better term. The only way they can buy those missiles to to look like a first world power or be treated like one is um, by stealing money. Okay, so the U.S. world police wants to be in a position to help, you know, attack, defend, especially with this new strategic um, executive memo that came out about hacking back and the U.S. taking a more offensive approach in the global cyberspace. Don't think that that's not in play here. So if South Korea, I know that you can do cyber capabilities from anywhere in the world, right? But if the United States posts up in South Korea, they're literally in North Korea's backyard. Now, yeah, U.S. is going to help protect South Korea. But, dude, if North Korea uh, pushes around South Korea from time to time, right? So if we are publicly aligned in a strategic alliance and um, North Korea slaps around South Korea, well, then we can be like right there and have—what's uh, the word I'm looking for— um, not plausible uh, endorsement, but like we we can have just cause to step in, right? It's like like we're standing, like, you know, like someone's like, oh, like, hey, can you help me out? This guy's kind of being a jerk. And then like, we go stand next to him and then the jerk does something. And we're like, you know what I mean? So to me, this seems like a more, like this to me seems less about US protecting South Korea and which they will do, but more about the United States putting themselves in a better position or an additional position in order to combat North Korea um, than anything else. Okay, that's my thoughts on this. Again, little little tinfoil hat, um, and I'm I'm making this uh, off the cuff here. I'm riding, <laughs> I'm riding low on a, I'm I'm riding low on a train. No, no, no I'm riding low on the hip on a train bound for glory.
1: New atomic Mac OS stealer Malware offered. There we go, now I'm talking. Month. Mac. Researchers at threat intelligence firm Cyble have analyzed a sample of the atomic Mac OS stealer Malware, also known as Amos AMOS, that was uploaded recently to VirusTotal and which had zero detections on the platform at the time of its discovery. According to Cyble, the malware, advertised on a telegram channel, has been offered for one thousand dollars per month. Its author claims it can steal all passwords from the keychain, full system information, and files from the compromised computer. It can also allegedly steal passwords, cookies, cryptocurrency wallets, and payment card data from browsers such as Chrome, Firefox, Brave, Edge, Vivaldi, Yandex, and Opera. In addition, it can steal cryptocurrency wallets outside the web browser and from browser extensions. Users of the malware are provided a web-based management interface hosted on a .ru domain, and exfiltrated data can also be sent to specified Telegram channels. <clears throat> all right, so here's the deal.
0: Here's the deal, guys. Um, Mac OS malware. Mac OS malware has existed for a while. Stealers are all the rage. I just made that funny, like Will Farrell. Um, Zoolander joke, like, oh, it's so hot right now. Like, dude, info stealers are hot and they are all over the place. Mac OS is no different. Now just get, get it out of your head that it's a thousand dollars a month. That's cheap. Cause dude, you got to remember from an economics perspective, cash, all you got to do is make more than a thousand dollars a month off your victims and you've covered your cost. Your return on investment will be higher. Thousand dollars, not, not too bad, right? Not too bad. Um, what I would advise is telling your end users that, listen, be very, like, be mindful that there is Mac malware. You could send this screenshot to them. Although I'm always a little reluctant of sending screenshots because, you know, making the pop-ups look different is not difficult. And then if the victim, or if your end users are like, oh, this looks different, so I'm okay. Um, you know, so you get, you know, you got to kind of, be careful with that, but what I would say is, guys, hey, do not download. Um, well, first of all, <laughs> don't download. First of all, everybody w- runs a Windows machine except the CEO who runs an Apple, right? So go tell your CEO this is a thing because they're they're definitely going to listen and not want to install malware, okay? But they are a um, heightened. Uh, they are at a heightened risk because they can easily be tricked into all this crap. Secondly, tell your end users that Mac malware exists out there and that they should be careful of where they're downloading uh, Apple executables from, or not Apple executables, uh, Mac um, uh, installers, right? It comes as a DMG file. If you've used Mac, you know exactly what that is. Basically, when you put in your password right here, you're basically unlocking your entire machine to be uh, pilfered. Um, you know, whatever the threat actors have, uh, some web hooks in here to send data to telegram channels. So data exfil is wicked easy for them. They basically just throw it out there. You know what? This is the equivalent of, this is like a fishing with an electronic reel, right? Some guy on jury duty explained this to me. Like you just throw the line in the water and then push a button and it comes up with a fish on it. That's basically what's going on here. They send it out and then they just check their telegram. And then there's a bunch of credentials and stuff, you know, um, crypto wallets and et cetera in there. So long story short, don't worry about the complexity of the web hooks and all this. Just don't let them get you to download or install a Mac OS. Now it doesn't, it doesn't say in the story how they're compelling people to do it. Uh, if I had to guess, uh, it would either be like watering hole attacks. Um, it could be Google ad um, hits where like basically the threat actors pay to have like a, a malicious Zoom Mac downloader go uh, at the top of Google results. We could see that. Um, I could also envision, guys, here's another like angle for you to educate your end users. I could also envision uh, because of the silicone chips, uh, Mac or Apple has like the silicone M1, M2 chips that don't work with all the existing software. So new software has to be written to kind of work on those chip architectures. So I could see a threat actor saying like, oh, like like OBS doesn't run, for example, on Uh, The silicon chips, right? It it probably does now, but let's say it doesn't. Okay. OBS doesn't work on silicon chips. Here is a piece of malware that will steal all your information, but I'm going to tell you it's OBS brand new guaranteed to run on the silicon chip architecture. Download it now. Okay. That's a perfect little social engineering technique to get in there. So got to be careful with all that guys. It sucks, but you know what? Threat actors, it's like water finding its lowest point, dude. If more people are using Macs and there's more sensitive information on them, threat actors are going to target more Mac stuff. I think the TLDR here is really to tell your executives, though, because they are, they are the special snowflakes who need to run on Apple.
1: It's yourself for the 2024 deepfake election. A feature article in Wired by Thor Benson warns of the danger of deepfakes being used during the 18-month run-up to the 2024 election in which candidates saying something disqualifying could come out with most people never knowing they were AI-generated. Benson quotes Henry Ajder, an independent AI expert, who says, quote, convincing deepfake videos are still difficult to produce, but that might not be the case within 12 months or so. Video is really the next frontier in generative AI, end quote. Potential solutions to this problem currently include C2PA, which cryptographically signs content created by a device such as a phone or video camera, as well as fingerprinting, which involves taking hashes from content.
0: Yeah. Remembered? Okay, so I, for one, have... If you, like... So many of you don't know this, but, like, before Simply Cyber, I actually had a podcast called InfoSec ICU when I worked at the medical university. And we, every year, we would do, like... Uh, predictions for the upcoming year. So since 2015, I've been like, deep fakes are going to screw an election. Deep fakes, politicians, it's going to be a hot mess on fire. I've always been wrong. (laughs) This is my year. Okay. So I definitely believe this. I've actually seen Uh, A demo, Uh, Google has a uh, generative AI technology that they typed, you can do text to video. So they put in like a dog with wings or puppy with wings and typed it in. And then there was like a, you know, a five second looped clip of a dog, like a little puppy, like with like little Pegasus wings walking. Okay. It looked janky. It didn't look real. Uh, But my point is it's a proof of concept and it's getting better and better, especially the way AI is moving so quickly. So I believe that this is totally possible. Now, having said that, I will point out at least in 2016, I attended a talk at DEF CON with some deep fake experts and they said, yes, to the human eye, uh, it might look real, this picture, but to computer scientists or people who can analyze the actual graphics, it's very easy to tell where the deep fake is. Now, remember, deep fake is putting like a picture of your face on the model of another person, right? We famously saw this with um, like Key doing Obama. We've seen, unfortunately, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but unfortunately, um, there's been numerous. Uh, Hollywood female actresses who've had their face put on adult film stars, uh, very violating. But that technology exists, but it's it's an image mapped on to a model's face. That, where the mapping happens, is very easy to see that mapping. Now, if we're doing generative AI and the entire thing is created, you're not going to see that mapping because you're not mapping over a model. The whole thing is fake, right? So that might be a little bit more difficult to detect, but... There are technologies to detect um, deep fakes, Um, so that is good. Now, the problem is I don't know how quickly they can do that. So if there was like an incendiary video of like Biden, you know, slapping a baby um, on the day before election, I don't know if they could validate it as real or fake within 24 hours. So obviously there's a bit of a temporal uh, concern there. I, you know, this is going to be legit guys. The only way that this is going to work, we're going to have to really get serious about like PKI and pu- public private keys and signing things. And we're going to have to start questioning everything. Um, unfortunately it's, it really sucks. This is a really tough problem to solve, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's keep going. Join us later today for our week. Oh, that's it for the news. Let me go ahead and do. I do like this one. All right, guys. If you were here just for the news, thank you very much. I genuinely appreciate it. Five minutes over. So apologies to Base Case and NCC Group. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a little out of sync, but I'll just I'll just talk I'll just talk like this, Harish. So now it all looks like it's in sync. <laughs> um. All right, guys. So I do want to uh, share with you um, our flaming donkey APT. There we go. This is this is our flaming donkey APT graphics. So holla. I don't know who we associate this with, but I like UBK William Welch. It's good. You just obviously it's a physical one. It's difficult to uh, circumvent, but if you lose it, you're screwed. All right, flaming donkey, simply cybers APT. <laughs> Very serious. I love it. All right, I can I can um I can chat for a minute. Flaming donkey emote. Uh, this is Mid Journey, Mid Journey. All right, let's let's jaw jack for a hot minute. We do have uh, some emotes opened up. Maybe if you guys want, we can do a flaming donkey emote. It'll be our threat actor. All right. Here, I'll, I'll um, can I say here? I'll, I'll put this in um, in Simply Cyber's community Discord chat. Here we go. Oh wow, <laughs> guys. So this is uh, these are the alternatives. Like, there's some. Fun. <laughs> this was B Sex contribution to Flaming Donkey. Um, Justin Gold dropping this one. Okay, <laughs> Flaming Donkey. I, I, I think this one still takes the cake. All right, all right, all right. We can jaw jack just for a minute. It is Friday, so we all earned the weekend. I love it. Yeah, I, you know what? I will. I'll, I'll put the uh, flaming donkey into uh, tech into group chat here, and um, let everybody have it. I'll put it in the. Um, or is it? Did Dennis? Uh, hey, did Dennis accept the? Um, did Dennis accept the? Um, Simply Cyber Community Challenge? Let me know, because I, I don't know. Nominated and accepted by Matthew Nechi. Thank you, Matthew Nechi. Let us know what's up. Hey, Paris Gatsby. Good luck crushing that Security Plus. I know you're going to do it. Bring back good news on uh, Monday. Best wishes, Paula Terranova. Glad you're feeling better. Be good. Have a great weekend. Uh, squad membership, Steph Cluis. It came from Eric Taylor at Barricade Cyber Solutions. Flaming Shrek. <laughs> That's funny. Need more coffee. Yeah. Simply CyberCon stream later today, Jenny Housley. Oh yeah, let me check my um, let me check my calendar. Um, one second. I'm doing this off stream. Ugh. Guys, if you could see my calendar, you'd throw up. Um, can people support? Thank you, Matthew, for the uh, gift sub. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. All right. Hey, can can you guys support 4 p.m. like 4 p.m. Eastern time uh, or? 4 30 to 5 p.m. Eastern time 4 30 yeah okay so hey all right so simply cybercon 4 30 p.m. Eastern time uh is the tentative I gotta check with the mods I gotta check with Allison Van Stone and Kimberly I've gotta uh purchase some software for Kimberly and Allison Allison's gonna be there okay cool all right so we'll do um we'll do 4 30 p.m. Eastern time stay tuned hit the Here's the deal. I don't say this often because I'm not your traditional YouTuber, but like hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications. It will tell you when we go live at 4.30 um, for the Simply CyberCon. I have to schedule it, Uh, but this will be an update on the upcoming conference Wednesday, November 8th. Um, We've got updates on marketing themes, speakers. I have I have a request that I have to document if, I, I'm going to ask um, Jen Easterly to be the keynote. And in order to do that, you have to go through some formal channels and, and outline what what you're doing and everything. So uh, we have to get all that in place before I can ask Jen if she wants to um, uh, be our keynote, right? Um, let's see, Nathan Bolin. Key or Authenticator apps? I don't know, William, it depends on to me, it depends on what you're trying to protect, right? Like if it's, if it's, you know, what's your love, what's your threshold for risk, right? You authenticator apps way easier, much more portable. Um, you know, if you lose your phone, you can get another one uh, and get right back into it with the YubiKey, you know, that's a tough one. So, by the way, I try, I didn't do like a, a terrible amount of work on this one, but when I was running, When I was running in uh, San Diego, when I was running back, because I went out at like 5.30 a.m. When I was running back, it was probably like 6.30 a.m. and more people were coming out to run. And there's like basically where the running trails are, there's like a long path that you have to go down from um, the golf course to the trails, right? So everybody's kind of on that one path to access it. I saw a woman running and I didn't think anything of it. And she had like two huge dudes on either side of her running with her and I was like oh that's kind of cool like running as a group I don't like running as a group personally but I was like whatever that's kind of cool and then I like made eye contact with her and I swear to God it was Jen Easterly and I was like wait a minute those are probably bodyguards like they look like bodyguards that was probably Jen Easterly and like I did it took me everything like obviously I didn't turn around and run her down because then I probably would have got my beat but like I really think it was Jen. I actually spent a few minutes trying to, like, research if Jen was in San Diego for some reason, but then I was like, all right, Jerry, like, pump the brakes. Like, I I, I literally spent, like, 15 seconds, and I was like, dude, just pump the brakes. Like, chill, chill. So I think she was there. I think she was there. Um, well, Princess, the power, powerful. I'm glad your commute was good. Yeah, Harish, it was a little fanboy moment. A good tempo run, yeah? Yeah, so I just I, I I casually ran in a different direction. Also, fun fact: since you guys are uh, regulars and we're jaw-jacking, um, the 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 area in San Diego where the res- preserve is is an old army base, and it was called Camp Callan, C-A-L-L-A-N, which is my son's name, which is really uncommon. So I took a picture of that and made a, made a seven-year-old's day. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, Joey Hyde won't be disappointed with a cyber program, but you know what I mean. You gotta be into it. You gotta, you gotta wanna, you gotta wanna do cyber. You can't force someone to want to do it because it's it's very uh, difficult if, if you're not into it. I know, Jojo. See, the thing is, it didn't occur to me until like we were like, you know, uh, like passing each other, and then we made eye con- we made eye contact about like ten feet away, and then like it was processing. And then I was like, ah, oh, I'm, you know, so getting in an interview for sock position for a university I was looking at vice society, APT and their attack on the education sector of ransomware. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Zach's not on board or Zach's not bored. Uh, Zach, what I would encourage you to do is, um, depending on what time you have, uh, how much time you have is that? Oh, shit. Shoot, Hold on. I, I got unplugged here. Okay, Zach. We're gonna help Zach out really quickly. Okay, Zach. Here, when, when's your interview, Zach? Is it today? Because what I would, what I would, implore you to do is, uh, look at this. Okay, this is a four-part sock analyst experience playlist. Um, I would really recommend you go through this. Right, like skip the last video because that's just me. Um, that's just me building the labs. So don't worry about that. But the first three videos, huge shock value also, um, um, also Zach's not bored. We have, I have this video on the channel, which is wicked. Good. A lot of people, um, have gotten, I'm not, people got the job because they deserve the job. But a lot of people have told me that this video alone helped them significantly. Um, in their interview. Build confidence, and uh, they actually got asked these questions in the interview. So hopefully that's a, a good, um, a good, good primer for you, bud. All right, have a good one, Barricade. Thank you for the squad memberships, guys. It's nine a.m. I'm gonna whoop, look at all these threat actors, flaming donkeys. All right, guys, be good. Yeah, no problem. Good luck, Zach. I hope to hear uh, great news from you in the next, next time we talk. Thanks, Joey Hyde. All right, guys, be good. Have a great weekend. And until next time, stay secure.